0: I grew up on the West Coast. I'm a West Coast kid, and as a kid growing up, I loved football. And my favorite team was the San Francisco 49ers, in part because they had this guy that played for them, Joe Montana. He was so awesome. I loved Joe Montana. I wanted everything, Joe Montana memorabilia, all of it. I thought he was so awesome. I mean, Joe Cool played for my team When I was like six or seven, my parents got me a a little football uniform, helmet, shoulder pads, everything. I wanted to wear it all the time. I wanted to wear it to the dining room table. I wanted to wear it to the grocery store. I just loved anything. Joe Montana, I had his trading cards. Remember when trading cards, you thought they were gonna pay for your college because they were worth something? I had all his trading cards, anything having to do with him. I never missed a game. And when he played for my 49ers, they won a lot. But when I was in about the sixth grade, the unimaginable happened. Never saw it coming. Rip the heart right out of a little boy's chest. Joe Montana went to play for another team. Those dang Kansas City Chiefs. And I remember the first time I saw him in the Chiefs uniform. It was awful, the Chiefs helmet and jersey. I was like, this is treason. But this happens, right? Professional athletes are heroes. They change teams. They go to be a part of a new organization. And when they do, they put on a new uniform. They do all the things that represent this new organization. When he showed up to play for the Kansas City Chiefs, he couldn't wear his old uniform like it's in this contract you got to wear the new uniform and so there he was new helmet new jersey wearing that new uniform because a uniform says what organization you're a part of it shows people what team you play for similar thing happens when we get married we put on a wedding ring the wedding ring tells the world i used to be on this team i was part of the single world but now I'm part of the married world. I'm on this team. This is sort of the old life that I was living, but I put on the wedding ring and and now I'm in this new relationship. I'm part of something new. We put that ring on. If you're like me, you keep losing your wedding ring. So your wife just makes you get a tattoo on your finger. But most of the time we put on a wedding ring and it says we're a part of something new. That old life, we're not living that anymore. We're living a new life. So today the Apostle Paul is going to tell us that if you have chosen to follow Jesus Christ, if you are a Christ follower, there are some things about the old life, the old you that they have to die. There are some ways that you live that they have to go away. You have to leave behind the old uniform because there is a new uniform for you to put on. When Tom Brady goes to play his first game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he can't wear his Patriots gear. That would be weird. He's got to wear the new uniform. If you're a follower of Christ, there is a new uniform. Today, Paul's going to tell us what that new uniform looks like, what it looks like to follow Jesus Christ. So if you got a Bible, get it out, turn it on. Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians four is where we're going to be. And this book, we call it the book of Ephesians. It's just a letter. Paul is writing a letter to a group of Christians in a church in the city of Ephesus, and it's a group of really new believers. No one there has been a believer for longer than about 10 years, and so someone's got to teach them, right? Someone's got to teach them, here's what it looks like to follow Jesus. They don't know. They don't have a Bible for themselves that they can just go read about, and so someone's got to teach them what it looks like to put on this new uniform, to be a part of Jesus this new team. And so that's what we're going to hear today is what it looks like to wear this new uniform. In our English Bibles, our translators and our editors, they like to put little headings sometimes at the top of passages of scripture, little summary statements. And in a lot of our Bibles at the top of this passage, it says instructions for Christian living. This is what it looks like to be a Christian, to be a Christ follower, So we're going to jump into a couple of big chunks of Scripture, but we're going to hear from the Apostle Paul. Here is your instruction for Christian living. Ephesians 4, starting in verse 17, here's what he says. Paul writes, So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking, They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. They've lost all sensitivity and have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. So just, you know, nice, gentle, warm, and fuzzy to get us started. Listen, Paul Paul is saying, and and, and circle this phrase, he says, you must no longer live as the Gentiles do. He's saying, Christ follower, there's this old way, this way that you lived before meeting Jesus, before following Jesus, you can't live that way anymore. There's a new way to live. The old way, it's got to go away. And he says, you can't live like the Gentiles do. He's using Gentile as sort of this broad word for somebody Who doesn't follow God. He says there's this old way of living, and he kind of describes it for us. Here's the old self. Here's what it looks like. He says the old self is darkened. He says darkened in your understanding of God, darkened in your ability to see the love of God, the goodness of God, the power of God. Darken in your ability to see the things that God has created like people and to see them having value and worth. I had a friend one time, we were talking about, I love nature, just talking about being outside. And he says, he says, you know, I'm not really that impressed by nature. And I was like, what? How is that possible? This is why, to be darkened in our understanding of, of just the goodness and the power of God. Paul says that, the old self is separated from God, separated from the joy, the peace that only God offers, separated from the goodness and blessing of God. He says the old self is hard-hearted. It's selfish and it's, it's mean. It's not gentle like God is gentle, but hard-hearted, rough, gruff, has walls up. Around the heart. He says the old self is desensitized to sin. You know that we can become desensitized to sin? Over time, we become desensitized to it. And the things that we hear and see and the things that we do, we don't find them quite as offensive as we once did. And that's how we get into some of the patterns that we get into. He says the old self is impure. Impure motivations, impure thoughts and and heart. He says the old self is is greedy. And he says, this is who you were before you met Jesus, before you chose to follow Jesus. This is who you were, darkened, separated from God, hard-hearted, impure, greedy. This is how you were characterized. This is the old self. You know, I think for probably many of us, we could look at that and we could go, yep, honestly that, that sounds right. Because maybe for you you, you, you hear that and you go, you know, honestly, that's my life right now. That's what I'm experiencing. I'm separated from the blessing of, of God and the goodness of God and I'm, I'm hard-hearted and I'm impure. If that's you, honestly, can I just say I'm so glad that you're here, stick with me, okay? For others, you look at this and you go, yeah, this makes sense because I I know that's who I used to be. Somewhere along the line, you met Jesus, but you remember who you were before Jesus, and that's about right. But you know, for others of us, I kind of wonder if we really believe this is who we were, that we were ever this old self because maybe you've been following Jesus for a really long time. Maybe you're like me and you've been following Jesus since you were a kid and you go, I don't, I don't really remember who I was before Jesus. And so I don't remember this old self. Maybe you're like me and your story to following Jesus is, you know, it seems a little boring maybe. I mean, for me, I don't know. You know, I went to church as a kid and was taught about Jesus and somewhere along the way I decided to follow Jesus. And over the years I've just grown in faith and And trusting God and knowing more what it means to follow Jesus. But honestly, I don't remember the old self. I don't remember me before Jesus. And so it's, you look at that and it's it's, it's hard to believe, but Paul says, no, this is the old self. Every single one of us, this is who we were before following Jesus. So can I just say, if you've thought before, like, oh, my story's kind of boring. It's not profound enough. It's not exciting. No, it is. Because if this is who you were, if Jesus would die for a person like this, if Jesus would give new life to a person like this, oh, that's exciting. Because Paul is saying, this is who we were, every single one of us, before we decided to follow Jesus. But watch this, because he's going to go a little bit further. Watch what Paul says next. The next, just the first word is so important. Listen to this, verse 20. Paul says, however. Highlight it, underline it, circle it. However, that is not the way of life that you learned when you heard about Christ and you were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. He goes, that's who you were. But, however, that's not what I taught you When I taught you to follow Jesus, verse 22, he says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. He says, here's Here's who you were, the old self, selfish, greedy, desensitized to sin, hard-hearted. But when you decided to follow Jesus, you were to put off the old self because there is something else. There is a new self, and you move towards the new self, to put on the new self, the new uniform to be like God, to be righteous, to be holy, not to be impure, but to be pure, not to be greedy, but to be selfless. You see, when you decided to follow Jesus, something happened, something changed. Yes, of course, your sins were forgiven. Jesus died on the cross and he came back to life to forgive our sins and to give us eternal life. But, but something else happened. It started us on this journey from old life to new life, from old self, that old uniform of bitterness, of hard-heartedness to new life. So remember we've been going through the book of Ephesians. Remember the, sort of the first part of Ephesians, what it's all about? It's really a lot of theology, right? Paul is really, he's retelling the story of Jesus. He's retelling the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And he kind of sums it all up in one verse. In, in, in chapter two, he sums it up this way. He says, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in sin. So that's the story of Jesus that you and I We were dead. We were dead in the water, dead in our sin with no hope. But God sent Jesus to die for our sin. And so Paul is saying, because of that, because God sent his son, because Jesus willingly left heaven to come and die for our sins, because of that, we start on this journey from old self to new self, from old life to new life that who we were before Jesus is the old self and we are moving towards new self. Like, let me explain the, the theology behind this a little bit. Let me give you kind of two important words. So when Jesus died on the cross, when he shed his blood for us and he came back to life to give us eternal life, forgive our sins, we were in that moment once and for all justified before God. Jesus paid the penalty of our sins. So the illustration of it is sort of this. Imagine you're in a courtroom, and the judge is sitting up on the bench, and he's looking down at you. You're the defendant, and, oh, you're guilty. And the judge is just about to hand down the sentence, the penalty. And he says, actually, the penalty for your sins, for your crime, it's already been paid. It's already been satisfied. I'm not saying we're just forgetting what you did. We know what you did, but the penalty for it, it's already been paid. See, that's what Jesus did for us. And so we are justified before God. We are completely forgiven of our sins and made whole before God. And the Bible says that if we believe that in our hearts and we confess that with our mouths, that Jesus is Lord, that we are saved from our sins. We are justified. But there's this other word, this word sanctification. And it's just a really big churchy kind of word that means spiritual growth or spiritual maturity. See, when you chose to follow Jesus, you started on this journey from old to new. You started on this path moving from old and going toward new, that you are no longer old self, but there is a new self. You are to put off the old uniform, and put on the new sanctification. We're going to take this a little bit further, but I need you to see something. I need you to to notice something about what Paul is saying because he's calling us to go on this journey of of change, and it's a change of our hearts, and it's a change of our minds, a change of our behavior. But understand, in all the change that he's calling us to, understand why. See, we don't change hoping that Christ will love us. We change because he loves us. So it's not like I got to get over here to the new self so that God will love me. I got to get over here so that someday God will let me into heaven. I got to get more on the, on the new self than I have on the old self. More good than bad so that, that God will bless me. So that, that God will love me. No, God... God can't love you more tomorrow than he already does today. We're not going over here to get God to love us. Let me say that again. God can't love you more tomorrow than he already does today. His love for you right now in this moment is totally complete. We don't change hoping to impress God, to get Christ to love us. We change because Jesus loves us. That's what Paul is calling us to because Jesus died for our sins. You with me? Verse 25, let's keep going. Verse 25, Paul writes, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor for we're all members of one body. In anger, do not sin and do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. Do not give the devil a foothold Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work. Do something useful with their own hands so that they have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. I know it's a lot. Keep going. Remember, we're putting off the old uniform. We're putting on the new uniform. Verse 30, he says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption, but get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger, brawling and slander and every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. So it's more of the old self, new self thing. Here's who you were before you met Jesus, and here's what you're moving towards. Here's the old self. And he, he kind of starts to get more specific here, and he describes sort of the old self in, in some specific terms. And here's what he says, here's what it really looks like, this, this old uniform, the old self. He starts with stealing. He says, you are a thief. And you go, maybe you know, maybe I didn't steal anything. Maybe you didn't walk into a grocery store and actually you know, steal something. But he goes, no, you're a thief. You're corrupt. You take credit for everything. You steal people's joy. He says, the old self is full of, of bitterness and rage. Your heart is full of anger. You're always feeling slighted. You have a little record of everyone who's done you wrong because you're going to get even one of these days. Your life, your heart, it's, it's, it's filled with tension. He mentions this, unwholesome talk. He says the stuff that comes out of your mouth, it was ugly, gossip, crude jokes. Yeah, maybe you didn't curse like a sailor. Maybe you did, but the things that you said were, Oh, so demeaning and judgmental and just ugly. And and what comes out of our mouth is what comes out of our heart. And he goes, this is who you used to be before you met Jesus. He says, stealing, bitterness, rage, unwholesome talk. He says, but then you met Jesus and you received mercy and you received forgiveness. And you received grace. And it's because of that that you start to move this way. You start to move towards this new life. And he starts to give us more specifics about the new life. He says in the new life, no longer are you stealing from people, but you're generous. The new life, the new self is generous. The new self looks at everything that it has, and maybe you have a lot and maybe you don't, but you look at what you have and you go, what can I share with people? The new self looks at its bank account, and maybe there's a lot and maybe there's not, but it says, is there anything that I can share with people in need? And the new self looks at its its gifts that God has given and, and goes, maybe I have incredible gifts. Maybe I have small serving gifts or whatever it is. It goes, how can I help other people? How can I serve other people? The new self says, what privilege do I have that, that I've been given by God that I can use to help other people? He says, the new self is no longer full of bitterness and rage, but the new self is forgiving. The new self isn't keeping score. The new self isn't always full of tension and wanting to get revenge and get even, but the new self is forgiving. The new self doesn't see people that have hurt them and see them with contempt, but the new self self starts to see them with grace and mercy, not in light of the ways that maybe someone has hurt you, but through the lens of love. The new self is encouraging. The old self tore people down With its words. The new self builds people up. The Bible talks about having conversations that are seasoned with grace. Paul says, This is the new self. Once you were this old self, stealing, bitterness, and rage, but there's a new life. There's an old way of living that's impure and it's greedy, but there's a new life that says, I'm not full of anger and bitterness, but I'm forgiving. Notice something. Notice that Paul doesn't just say, don't do these old things. Notice he's not neutral. He doesn't say, don't be angry, don't be bitter, don't steal. He doesn't just say, come to neutral. He actually says, put on something new. It's not just don't, 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 don't. It's put on something new. It's come over and be generous. It's come over to forgiveness. It's come over to selflessness and gentleness and peace and joy. And from the day, the day that you started following Jesus until the day you die, you are on a journey, Christ follower. By design, you are a journey moving from old to new self, old uniform to new And I think it's so important for you to hear this. I think it's so important for you to understand that this is not a light switch that just happens, but that spiritual growth from old self to new self is a process. We start to follow Jesus and we start to leave behind that old self and we move toward the new self and it's a journey and it's a process and it's not perfected in day one. So, I don't know, maybe a question, Christ follower, maybe a question for you. Have you ever noticed that, that or feel like you're, you're moving from old self? You know, okay, I, that's who I once was. And you're starting to move towards new self. And some things are, are going good and you're growing spiritually and you're maturing. And then you kind of look up and you wonder why you're like back over here. Ha, ha, have you had that happen? Like, okay, I was, I was moving this direction in, in forgiveness. And then I saw that person who hurt me, and I just, I got sucked back over here towards bitterness and rage. I was moving this way. I was starting to think selflessly, and then I just started hoarding again and holding on and being greedy. I was starting to move this way. I was starting to trust God. And then that dang COVID hit, and I got laid off from work. And I don't know what the future looks like. And my anxiety is through the roof and I'm struggling to trust him. And I feel like I'm all the way back over here. Listen, if that resonates with you, can I just say, like, welcome to the club? That this is not a one-way journey. This is not like at the airport when you get on that little people mover thing and you just stand there and it just kind of moves you along without any intention. It doesn't work like that. There are times that we move forward. There are times that we move backwards. I look at Paul's description of the old life. And I come back over here to the old self and I see unwholesome talk. And it might not look like this to you, but to me, it's jumping off the page. It's like big flashing letters. Because for me, this is a struggle. And I i am often horrified at the things that come out of my mouth. I'm embarrassed because it's ugly and it's judgmental and it's arrogant. And, you know, I do okay for a while. I start to move in this direction and things are better. And I feel like it's under control and my thoughts and my words are more pure. And then something happens and, like back to start, like all over again, I get sucked back into it. That's kind of just part of the journey, right? I mean, you've experienced this. You you, you were moving along. You had said goodbye to sexual sin and temptation. You're, you're moving along and then you just find yourself back here again. You had some patterns in your life of maybe drinking too much and you would you had gotten that under control and you're over here and, and, and you're maturing and you're growing. And then you're, you're right back to where you, you never wanted to be. You had started to forgive that person and then stuff starts coming up in your heart and you're remembering stuff they did to you 10 and 20 years ago. And you're back over here and you're angry. Like, are you with me? That, that resonates to you, right? You've experienced that. Why does that happen? Just write this in your notes. Don't turn there. Just write this in your notes. In Romans 7, verse 15, the apostle Paul says, I don't understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. Why? Because it's a journey. And you can't get from old life to new life on your own this isn't paul saying drag yourself along it's not pull yourself up by your bootstraps it's not hurry up and mature it's not it's not do better no this this journey from old to new is it's about trusting god it's about saying i need god to get me from here to here it's about saying god i need help with my anger it's about saying god i need help with my arrogance god i need help with my bitterness. God, I need help because I am mean, I'm hard-hearted. I need help with the words that I speak. And it's this partnership that we have with God where we ask him for help and then we go on this journey of trusting him and he leads us one step at a time towards the new life. And wherever you are on that journey right now, okay, wherever you are, that's where you are. And if you will ask God to grow you and to help you, he will. And I want to encourage you because some of you are thinking I should be further along by now. I've been following Jesus for a long time. I've been following Jesus for decades. How can unwholesome talk still be a problem for me? Some of you are thinking, I- I've been following Jesus for 10 years. How is sexual sin still a problem for me? Some of you started following Jesus six months ago and you thought, I I thought everything was gonna be great in my life by now. Why am I not further along? Can I just encourage you? Wherever you are, okay, it's where you are. You're not expected to be any further than you are right now. That's where you are. If you're thinking nothing is ever gonna change, you're going, well, I guess this is just who I am. No. If you hear today's message and you beat yourself up, and you think, I should be farther by now, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we're all on this journey. If you've chosen to follow Christ, you're on this journey, and where you are is where you are, and okay, let's go forward. Let me challenge you, let me challenge you. If you wanna move on this journey, it's not just gonna happen automatically. If you want to grow and move a little further in this direction towards the new self, go a little in this direction of spiritual maturity. Yes, it's a process, but you want to take a couple steps forward. Can I just, can I challenge you? It's actually kind of simple. Talk to God. Just talk to Go, God, I, God, help me. God, I got to grow out of these old ways. Help me to grow into these new ways. God, help me. I'm tired of being angry. I'm tired of being bitter. I'm tired of being selfish. Help me turn that towards towards generosity. You know if you if you really want to grow, maybe for you it's it's talking to a friend. And this is all a journey. You're not going to perfect this. Day one, follow Jesus. Day two, perfect. No, I gave you the wedding ring example, right? The, The marriage example. When you put that wedding ring on, do you know everything about marriage? No. In fact, you know nothing about marriage. You're not the perfect spouse on day one, but what happens? Well, hopefully over time, hopefully a year later, you've grown. And there have been some days and weeks that you've gone backwards. Hopefully 10 years later, you've grown more, but there have also been some days and weeks and months and years that you've taken a step backwards and hopefully 20 years, you've grown more. But there have been some days and weeks and months and years that you've taken a step backwards. I've talked to people that have been married for 50 and 60 years and they are go, we're just still trying to figure this thing out. Maybe your step today is to go, you know, okay, here's where I am and I need some help and I'm gonna talk to God, but I'm also gonna talk to someone about this, a friend, my spouse, a coworker, a pastor. Maybe I need to get some help from a professional. You know, if you go, I I can't get my drinking under control. Talk to a friend. If you go, I can't, I don't know what to do. I can't get this anxiety under control. Talk to someone. Talk to a pastor. Talk to a friend. You know, for me, what this has looked like is having some people in my life, uh, uh, just a few friends that I can really trust to talk to, to be honest with. And they can be honest with me. But truthfully, it's also looked like me getting professional help. Me talking to a mentor, to a, a counselor. And saying, I have this brokenness in me. That's part of the old self that I don't know what to do with. And I need help. Talk to someone, talk to God, talk to a friend and say, I need some help. I wanna grow. It's time for me to grow. I've been in the same spot for too long. I'll end with this. Paul writes to the Philippians and he says, I'm confident in this, that he, God, he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Wherever you are on this spiritual journey of spiritual growth, maybe, maybe you're over here and you're just getting started. Great! Maybe today is the day that you get started on this journey. Maybe today is the day you go, you know, I need peace. I need joy. I don't know this Jesus, but what I've heard about him today and the peace and the joy that he gives and how he wants to work in my life, I want to follow that. You start your journey today, Great! Maybe you're all the way over here on your journey. You're, you're well down the road. Maybe you're in the last few years of your journey. Here's what I know. Whether you're just starting or whether you're nearing the end, God's not done. And he's going to complete the work that he has started in you. He is remaking you from old self to new self. And he's not done with you you pray with me? God, I am so thankful with how patient you are with us. I'm thankful that you you made us a new creation through Christ, his death on the cross and his resurrection. You gave us new life and forgiveness of our sins. But then we start on this journey and oh, we mess it up. We trust you for a while and then we start to think, oh, I've got this, I can handle this. And then we find ourselves back at the beginning and you are patient with us and you are gentle with us. God, today, the people that are watching and listening, hearing my voice right now, I don't know where they are on their journey, but you do and they do. God, through your power, would you help them to take one step closer to Christ towards this new self? not because you could love us anymore when we get there, but because you love us. God, you're making us, remaking us from old to new. You're not done. God, please be faithful and finish the work that you're doing in each of our lives to make us more like Jesus Christ. And we'll trust you for all of these things. It's through Christ I pray. Amen.